Welcome to the Arena Church Podcast. We hope you enjoy the message. Help people, or it can really, really bind people. And so, we just feel over these next few weeks leading into our vision day on Sunday, the 24th of March, when the Ilkeston campus are coming here. And we all said, Whoop, whoop. Um, so, they're getting minibuses and buses and transport. So, they're all going to be here. The kids' church room, by God's grace, is going to be open and ready in the back on the 24th. And we are in for a great morning that day. But over these next few weeks, we want to just give us some key principles that are going to help us all in this area that we all need. We all need money, don't we? We all need it. But this is uh, something that Josh said we, uh, it's a book that many of us has read called The Blessed Life. What I would say is about the man who wrote this, not only talks about it, but actually practices this principle. Um, The proceeds from this book, which I would recommend you get, it's a great book. It's available in all the major retail places, uh, Amazon, etc. That it, it, the actual profit from the book is half a million pounds per year, dollars, sorry, half a million dollars per annum. They give it all away. And, and they, they just model this principle. And that's he, he can talk to us because he's, he's, pre, he's practiced this and he, he's showing us. So this morning, I've got the, the privilege of actually talking about God rewards good stewardship. Yeah. We like rewards, don't we? <laughs> we like things to be good and, and, and to receive something. But before I just talk about it, I just want to share a little story with you that I actually heard um, John Maxwell talk about. I thought this was a great little story. And it's the story of a little boy. He goes into McDonald's, something I love to do with my grandchildren as well. A father and a son go into McDonald's and he gets his son some fries. You know, kids, they love fries, don't they? So dad sits down with his son and he's got his little fries in front of him. And the dad reaches over just to, he only wants a couple of fries. Any of you have seen friends? Joey doesn't share fries. It's one of those moments. The little boy did that round his fries. Mine, daddy, mine, daddy. And the father sat back. Now, this father was actually a friend of John Maxwell's. And he went over to John Maxwell and he said, you know, that moment with my son taught me quite strongly about probably how God views us with our money. The, the first thing being that actually, um, the first thing being that the little boy didn't realise that the dad actually owned the fries. <laughs> the dad was the one who provided the fries and the dad was the one who gave him the fries. That was the first thing. Then the father said to John Max, well, the second thing is, I could have showered him with loads more fries if I'd have wanted to. <laughs> I, I had actually got enough money to give him more fries. And the third thing is that the dad, the dad shared with John Maxwell was actually, I wanted to share that moment with my son and he didn't want to share it with me. And, and, and that story sort of sums up really the heart of what we want to talk about this morning in God Rewards Good Stewardship. You see, we can live with mine <laughs> and God wants us to live like that. God rewards good stewardship. You see, the blessed life, when we're talking about not just money, but our time, our talent, our gifting, the blessed life stands on two legs, generosity and stewardship. You see, we use the phrase, we get to give, not we give to get. There's a very big difference. 
See, we're entering this 2020 giving season, which Christian will unpack for us on Vision Sunday on the 24th. And we've started putting a booklet together to explain to you why we did the 2020. We've got some key testimonies and key um, stories in there about when we gave last year the £107,000 that was given through our 2020 uh, giving last year, how it's blessed people, how it's freed people, how it's helped people. So Christian's going to lead us in that again. But we've put a couple of phrases in the book and these are, I'm going to quote Christian It's not about the size of the gift, but the heart of the giver. It's not about how much we are, uh, it's not about how much we give, but about how much we are willing to release. Our sowing will change lives. You know, over this last year, we have seen the difference that our giving has made. That £107,000 that was given and pledged through Arena Church, it's all been given away. And if you want a breakdown of that, please let me know. You see, God loves a cheerful giver. I love to quote this all the time, especially when I'm coming to give the offering. God loves, nobody likes anybody who gives you something. And, you know, you you sort of, in the inside, you're thinking, I don't want to give it you. But God loves it when we give cheerfully. I love this scripture in 2 Corinthians and verse 9 that says it like this. Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give. Not reluctantly or under compulsion because God loves a cheerful giver. You see, I love what Josh said at the start to just introduce us into the series. We are not wanting to pressure anybody into giving their money. You see, this series is not all about what we can get from you. It's all about what we want for you. It's all about us wanting to help all of us here today walk into a life that I believe God wants us to live freely and lightly, as Josh shared earlier as well. You see, why did God create giving in the first place? Because it's all in the Bible. Giving is one of the most talked about things in the Bible. It's all in um, Abraham, Moses. They all had instructions about what to give. So why did God create giving? And there's two areas, I believe, reasons why God created giving. Firstly, it's to remove greed and selfishness from our lives. Because when we give, like the little boy who didn't want to share, we can miss the blessing of sharing to remove greed and selfishness from us. Secondly, it's to put joy in us. You know, when children are little, they're not so bothered about sharing. (laughs) My mum and dad model this so well. They are all about the giving. As you get older and you mature, my mum and dad, they every time they turn up at my house, I think my mum's got a hotline to heaven. She always turns up, can be the most random thing that she's got on buy one, get one free. And it's exactly what I need. But my mum loves to come and give. I've got it on a deal for you. You know, it can be toilet toilet cleaner now when you need toilet cleaner you were thankful if somebody turns up through the door with toilet cleaner aren't you but God uses people to bless other people that's what God wants for us last weekend we had the privilege of going away with Josh and Helen and Prash and Jordan for the weekend it was a surprise weekend away for Chris's 50th birthday treat he had got no clue that we were actually going to do this 
I was so excited on Friday. I could hardly contain myself. And Jordan and Josh were the same when we were messaging each other and Prash and Helen, just because we wanted to see the look on his face. When they, they, they bought it all, it was their gift, but we couldn't wait to see the look on his face. And the moment that they told him, Dad, this is what we're doing this weekend, he was speechless. You couldn't capture what that meant to Chris and us, that they'd blessed us. And they had the joy of just giving that away. It's more blessed to give than to receive. You see, farming, you look at farming. If you want to sow a seed, if you want to reap a harvest, you have to sow. (laughs) It's a principle that's all through the Bible. You see, we love the getting sometimes, don't we? (laughs) Come on, be honest with me this morning. (laughs) We love the getting, don't we? But God wants to teach us as maturing Christians this morning. It's not just about the getting. There's so much more I've got for you because there's joy in the giving. There's joy when we sow. And in the sowing, it's a byproduct that God blesses us. You see, we we don't give to get. We get to give. God wants to bless us. Generosity and stewardship is just a principle that we want to build into us as Arena Church this morning. You see, being generous, it could be five pounds to you, could be one pound to you. The Bible talks about the widow who just bought two mites, two little coins. That's all she'd got. But you see, God is more bothered about the heart than he is about the amount of your gift. You see, somebody this morning could give a thousand pounds, but actually the heart is really, you know, you've you've got lots and lots of money, but somebody this morning could give five pounds, one pound, two pound, and God sees the heart behind it. I just want to bless. I just want to give, like turning up with a toilet cleaner. It's all about just blessing and giving as a principle. But listen to what God is saying to you through this season. You see, the sowing principle is so powerful. In Philippians, Paul talks to a church, uh, this church, and talks to them and actually says what a generous church they'd been. Oh, that that God would call us a generous church here at Arena. Arena. And we all love to quote, I love to quote this scripture, my God will supply all your needs according to his riches. But actually, Paul was talking to a church in in Philippi, on the back of their generosity. Let me read it. Philippians 4 and verse 14, and it says this, Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. This was Paul, he was in trouble. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out to Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving. You know, Paul had to be a tent maker. He had to go and make his own living. People weren't help. He just had to go do, except you. You church in, in Philippi, you guys, except you were very generous. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I actually need your gift. You see, this was where Paul was coming from. Not that I actually need your gift, but what I desire is that more to be credited to you. You see, when we give, more is credited to us. And that's when it goes on to say, 
and God will meet all your needs. Do you get it? God will meet all your needs. You've been generous. As a man sows, so shall he reap. If you're generous with your time, you'll reach generosity. If you're generous with your words, you'll reap generous words. If you're stingy with your time, if you're stingy with your words, that's what we're going to... It's a principle. Sowing and reaping. So I've just got three points this morning. Are you still with me? Are we okay? Are we doing all right? You know, my prayer this morning was that you would just receive this word in very simple chunk size uh, areas that would help us all to really get this, that God wants us to walk in the blessed life. So firstly, nudge your neighbor and say, number one, be cheerful, be cheerful and faithful in our giving. We've already touched in the, on this. God loves a cheerful giver. But it says this in Acts 20 and verse 3. You're far, far happier giving than getting. Furthermore, when we, bec- when we grow to become cheerful, willing givers, we're more like our Heavenly Father. Isn't that all that Jesus was around about when he walked this earth? Didn't Jesus just walk this earth, sowing, giving, pouring out into others? You know, it's been a regular prayer of mine. Jesus, help me to be more like you. And this is something that is so modeling who Jesus is. Giving, giving to bless others. You see, I believe God is trying to do a work in us and a work through us. You see, God's actually... Who does God use here on earth to be his conduits? Who does God use here on earth to be a blessing to others? Hey, Julie, just go and say a kind word to, to Josh this morning. Hey, Julie, what about just sending a gift to Nathan? Hey, Julie, what about God uses us? You see, I look at it this way. We are God's delivery men. <laughs> now, we all love it when you order... When you order something on Amazon, and Amazon in there, you know, they do what they do. They ask their delivery man, will you take this thing that Julie wants or Julie needs to her house? They turn up the delivery man on the doorstep. They give you what you need, what you've ordered. What if the delivery man, when Amazon give it to him, just kept it to himself? Oh, I quite like that. You know, I know Julian needs it, but I quite like it. See, I, I view it that God actually uses us. I don't know if you like the thought of being a delivery man this morning, but I think, God, I want to be your delivery woman for you. Today, this morning, as I got up, God, let me be your delivery woman this morning to share this great news that you want to work through us with conduits. Proverbs 11, verse 24 and 25. You know, we all want to get larger and larger. mature. I don't mean fatter and fatter. Large, it's, it's my, actually, it's my word for the year. Enlarge my borders, God. Keep growing. Help me to be larger and larger. But it says the world of the generous gets larger and larger. The world of the stingy gets smaller. And mine, mine, or oh, yours, yours, God. You see, we're not saved by good works, but we are saved for good works. It says this in Ephesians chapter 2. For by grace you have been saved through faith, not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. 
for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay, point number two, trust that God knows best. Trust that God knows best. You see, we don't always get what we think we want because God knows best. Just look at this very short video. Chalk, <laughs> chalk. Now, come on, girls. There's sometimes we do want chalk, chalk for dinner, isn't there? <laughs> but you see, this is the thing. If, as a grandparent, I gave Judah and Willow everything that they asked me for, ice cream, mama, chalk, chalk, mama. I know there's a level of, you know, come on, I love. Uh, it's a grandparent's prerogative, isn't it? Please don't judge me. It's a grandparent's prerogative. But I don't want to make them hyper for when Josh and Helen pick them up at four o'clock and they're running around crazy because all I've done is put loads of junk food in them. You see, God knows best. There's times when I know I've asked things for God, asked things from God that I know God said no. (laughs) You see, God always does answer us, but sometimes it's no. (laughs) God, why haven't you given me that thing I've been believing for or praying for, that new job, that new car, that... Actually, God says, no, you're not ready. <laughs> you're not ready yet. In time, it sometimes is a maybe. <laughs> not now, possibly later. You're not ready. You see, God knows best. We have to trust that God knows best. You see, as his children, he loves to bless us. We're going to go back in a minute to where we started. God rewards good stewardship. God loves to bless us. But God will only give us more and more as he knows that we can handle it. As he knows that we can handle it. You see, as we talked about the little toddler with mine, 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 God doesn't want us to live like that. So sometimes the more stuff that we've got, the more that we hoard it. We just, God wants us to be delivery men. You see, often we act as we are owners. And actually, God says, you're not an owner, you're a steward. (laughs) You see, he owns everything. The earth is the Lord's and everything in it. It's not ours. It's his. We're going to talk about principles of tithing over the next few weeks. I'm not going to touch on that today. But I just feel when we live with this mentality, God, that I've got all I've got because you have given it me. The earth is the Lord. You see, the key to walking in this new nature is to renew our minds daily. All I have got, God, is yours. You own it all. You owe the cattle on a thousand. We, we used to sing a song about a cattle on a thousand hills. I never used to understand what the song meant when I was a kid. I get it now. You own it all, God. The hills, the mountains, the, le- the, the, the lakes, the streams, the beauty. It's all yours. We're not owners. We're stewards. You see, we can use the blame or the excuse game as to why we're not good stewards. 
the blame or the excuse things, things like, I don't have enough. It's okay for them. They've got more than I have. Have you seen how I was brought up? I've, I've had nothing all my life. It's now my time to have a bit of something. I've scrimped and scraped all my life. Why doesn't God give me more? Why does God stop me having any more? Why can other people have a more blessed life than me? I don't have anything left to give. Now, this morning, I do want to touch on this because, you know, teaching the money course, and it, it is a passion, of, as I said, of Chris and ours, we do encounter people who are in tremendous debt. And if that is you this morning, there's no condemnation this morning. Chris and I have been, we've been in, a, in the pressure of credit card bills coming through the door. We know what that feels like. It's awful, which is one of the reasons we teach the money course. We want people to not live with that pain and tension. But this morning we're talking about wherever we are, just looking up and saying, God, I want to walk in this blessed life. Would you help me not to make excuses? Would you help me not to blame my mum, my dad, my ex-wife, my ex-husband, my kids, whoever? We feel this morning you could be living with that mentality. We are responsible for our lives right now. And God says this morning, I want you to walk in this blessed life. The New International Version puts it like this. Whoever, uh, uh, sorry, Luke 16 and verse 10 Whoever can be trusted with very little can be trusted with much. You see, when we start being faithful with the little things, we get deals, buy one, get one free. I'll give the free one away. We, we get two and the third one's half price. I'm going to give the third one away. I'm going, to bless. I'm going to start where I can. I'm going to be generous with my time, generous with my words. I'm going to live with a life that isn't this, it's this. You see, just bring what you've got in your hand right now. God isn't asking you to bring above and beyond what you can do. It's a heart issue. It's a principle. When God first started teaching me this, and, uh, you know, I just felt God was saying to me, Julie, you need to start being more generous. I was, I'd, I'd recently given my life uh, to the Lord in my, in my mid-twenties um, after going away from God. And... Um, and I was teaching aerobics at the, the time. It was back in the days, ladies, of Jane Fonda, you know, the leggings, the, the, the ankle warmers. I used to love it. And I used to rock up with Josh and Jordan as well, you know, babysit Josh going crazy, running around. Just used to love doing it. And what I felt God say to me on the Sunday prior to me, my aerobics class on the Monday night was put £20 in the offering. Now, this was at a time... Um, please, this is what I felt. I'm not saying you do this. This was at a time when, uh, you know, my dad used to say to me, if you've got a bag of potatoes and a tray of, and, and t- cans of baked beans, you can make that work. <laughs> you know, chip cobs and bacon and, and potatoes. And so, so things weren't, you know, we hadn't got loads of money. And I felt God say put 20 pounds in the offering, which was a lot for Chris and I at that time. So I'm like, God, I, I feel you telling me to do it. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to be obedient and I'm going to trust you. Yeah. <laughs> Next night, my aerobics class. Now, I always used to get in this little hall about a dozen ladies. It was fine. It's what I used to love, a pound a class, you know, cheap back then. 12, 12 people. Monday night, after I'd given on the Sunday, 32 ladies turned up. Wow. 20 extra. I got my 20 pounds back. I never saw 32 again. <laughs> it were always back to my dozen. I'm like, where did all these ladies come from? You see, I believe when you sow, you reap. And God, 
God provides. Now, I'm not saying, guys, you need to do what I do. You've got to work that out for yourself. But that's just something I felt God challenging me, being obedient to God to say, just, just do it. Do that. You see, God frequently gets blamed when often we self-inflict some of the problems with our money. Let me just talk about some of these. You see, if you are not in a great place handling your money this morning, can I say the next time the money course comes around, get on it. (laughs) We want to put some practical tools in your hand. The dozen people who've been on the course here that we conclude today have been outstanding. And it's been so, Chris and I get blessed every time. And and it's a great course that Holy Trinity Brompton has provided for free. It's a great course. Get on the course. Secondly, don't blame God for bills that he didn't initiate. (laughs) Now, come on, apparently 80% of purchasers are impulse buys, 80%. Chris and I try and apply this principle since we've done this, got ourselves into trouble, have a cooling off period. Don't get, you know, when all the lights are flashing and all the, all the bells are ringing. <laughs> oh, that coat, it's half price, 50 quid, it wasn't, oh, it's a good deal, I just get it. Do you know, we nearly bought a Bose sound system for £2,000 once in MacArthur Clan because it sounded amazing. <laughs> we went in this little room that, you know, honestly, we, we nearly bought it. We went out and we thought the next day, we are so thankful we didn't do it. We hadn't got £2,000. You see, we sometimes blame God, blame God when we've initiated the problem. Thirdly, start where you can. <laughs> start where you can. And fourthly, listen to what God is saying to you. In handling your money. What is God say? Just start where you can and listen to God. Now, if you want some practical help, get on the course. You version have also got many, many great Bible plans on biblical financial principles. There is actually one on you version called the Blessed Life Principles. So you can actually get some of this. You think it's a six, seven day plan. There's also one called Financial Release, but there's plenty of stuff out there. A great podcast that Chris and I love to listen to, DaveRamsey.com, and he's very helpful too. But you see, God did not create giving for his sake. He created it for our sake. You see, giving more than anything, any other activity that a believer does works selfishness and greed out of our lives. And finally, just to conclude, which is where we started, God is a rewarder. You see, Hebrews 11 verse 6 puts it this way, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You see, there's a faith element to our giving, as I talked about with my very probably silly illustration about my aerobics class. I had to give in faith, believing that God would provide. But there was a faith element. You see, I believe there's a few areas when we give. It's we pray, we give, we trust. We pray, we give, we trust. What is God saying to us? You see, he loves to reward when we diligently seek him. So are we viewing God as our source? Do you think your source is, um, you know, the welfare, the, 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 the uh, universal credits that are coming? Is that, your, is that your source? Is the source is your boss who pays the bill? Is your source your husband who, who goes out to work? Or is your source everything is the Lord's and he owns it all? Is, is God your source? 
To whom are you looking for provision? I'm going to go back to that scripture again, Philippians 4 and verse 19. Stand on this. If you are in difficulty, even if you're not, whatever your need this morning, God will meet all your needs. All your, not all your wants, all your needs. God will meet all your needs according to his riches in glory. You see, God is constant. Our finances aren't. (laughs) Our finances can go up and down. Some of you may be on the back of losing your job. But God is our source. God is our source. And he is constant. 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 8. I quote this. I think this is one of my... I have some go-to scriptures that I regularly quote. And this is one of mine. 2 Corinthians 9 verse 8. And God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good, I don't think you've got it this morning. Come on, there's more excitement. You will abound. God will supply in all your needs at all times everything that you need. Everything that you need. You see, the principles that we've talked about here are to relieve us from that pressure of finance. 80% of marriage breakups are due to money. 80%. Due to money and communicate lack of communication on money. It's the highest number of difficulties. You see, God doesn't want us to live there. He wants us to be blessed and abundant. The reward for being a good steward is a blessed life. Let's pray.